um, just in case. But I am going to start once we get into, I'm going to wait until we start with the macro presentation to avoid everyone having to watch us chit chat and get on the same page. Um, so I'll start recording before we dive into the educational part. Great. Right. Go ahead and get started. Yeah. Hey, that's a nice top of someone's car. Sorry, it's mine. I'm just I'm pulling, I'm pulling out of my driveway, headed to the gym right now. I love it. I don't have one of those fancy car things to be safe with. So I think just quick roll call. Um, it looks like we have. You're going. All right. Love you guys. Have the breakfast. My, sorry, my boys, my two boys are going out on our bro breakfast. (laughs) That's adorable. How awesome is that? That's totally awesome. Yeah. Um, so on the call, we have, looks like Camille, who's going to lead us through, um, our discussion today. And then I see Matt, right? I, I, I'm I'm assuming that's Manderson, my, my boy. He's, he's at the fire department right now. Then we have Pamela. Hi. Hey. Hi, Pamela. We have Kristen in Texas. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> we have Emily, Illinois. Yeah. Yes. We have Jeff. I don't know where you live. Minnesota. Uh, I live in St. Michael, but I'm out in um, Lower Medina at the moment. Oh, okay. Nice. I know. Nice. And then it looks like we have Heather without a visual and Indy. So I'm, I'm, and I think Indy was on a flight maybe, so she might just be listening in. And same with Heather. All right. So, um, can you, yep. Okay. And I know somebody said something. Um, so, um, this is our first zoom call and I know we're really excited about it. We've talked about it a lot. And so, um, we'll just kind of see how it goes. Um, we may, if it goes longer than 40 minutes, right, uh, we may have to pop off and dial in again because Zoom only allows like a 40-minute free call. So if we go long, we'll just have to do that. Um, otherwise, we'll make it interactive. I think the more questions you can ask of Camille, then, um, uh, then the more we'll all get out of the call. And I will tell you that um, I get so much knowledge from her. Like the girl knows macros, she knows food, she understands mindset. We've been talking a lot lately about mindset and relationships with food because I personally struggle with food. I think a lot of people, clearly a lot of people do. And we know that food is 80% of, of getting to our goals. And so this topic is very timely to start with and it's um, very important and it could apply to everybody. So with that, I don't know, Camille, if you want to have any, if you have anything else to say before you kick it off. Um, I just want everyone to go around, just say the biggest thing that they're struggling with, with food right now, so that I can help tailor my message to fit those needs. Does that make sense? Yep. Like I'll, I'll go lead with my example. My struggle right now is deciding to kind of finding my balance of healthy nutritional foods that fuel me and when to splurge on pizza and state fair and those type of foods. So my issue is finding that balance between those two foods. Um, Jeff here. I'm working on a keto diet because my, I've learned that my body responds well to that. Um, I'm super carb sensitive and I'm having a really hard time getting in 
enough fats without going over in my protein. Um, and so I'm struggling to get the balance. I can get the protein and the carbs, but I come up like 10 to 20 grams short on fats every day. So I'm struggling to hit the fat mark. Perfect. Which is weird. <laughs> I'll go. Um, I think everybody, in general, food is my struggle, but and I think everybody knows I track my macros. And um, one of the things that Camille and I've been talking about lately, which I think is, it's a great concept to think about. Like I eat food to fit into a number. Like I don't eat food to fuel my body. Um, like I love, like especially right now, like I love fruits and I don't want to waste my carbs on, cause it's a lot of carbs for fruit, but obviously fruits, fruits really good for you. So I like look for numbers to fit into, or I'm sorry, look for food to fit into numbers. And like by the end of the day, I'll look at my food and be like, okay, all I got is protein. What can I eat that fits this number? So I'm not, I'm not necessarily eating to fuel my body. I'm eating to hit a number. Perfect. This is Pamela, and for me, I think it's it's just because I'm so new at this. I've been tracking my food, and um, I'm trying to determine what is the best balance for me. Should I really be eating more proteins? Should I be lowering my carbs? I'm just trying to figure that whole balance out. Perfect. Anyone else? And you don't have to share if you don't yeah. feel comfortable sharing in front of nine other people, but I encourage you to do what you're comfortable with. I'll go. It's Kristen, and I'm sorry if my phone cuts out because I'm driving in a low spot. Um, I struggle with consistency on the tracking and, and hitting those numbers and just being consistent. Um, I can go 10 days, no problem. I'll go a day without, which turns into five days without, which turns into crap, it's been like two weeks, three weeks, let me get back on it. And then I have trouble um, like staying consistent with that tracking. Gotcha. So, and it looks like Heather said, um, eating the right food. Oh, where did it Heather said, um, my struggle with food right now is eating the right food not to be hungry. I've increased my cardio and carbs. Or my, or I've increased my cardio and my carbs are just lowered, so I'm just working on balance between finding the right foods. Okay, so adjusting your foods as your macros go down. Got it. All right, and I might reach out to some of you after the fact. If I don't hit on your specific topic, I'll address it specifically I'll if I don't get money. it today. Um, Eli, like, like, right on the very low side. Um, and also, like, finding more foods that, like, fit my macros. Kind of like Kelly says, like, I stick with, like, foods that I know they're going to hit my macros rather than, like, looking at, like, what types of food are, like, going to be better and, like, fuel fueling my body. Perfect. Anyone else who's not or who's able to, who share, who wants to? All right, I'm just getting my screen recording on here and let's dive in. So we are going to start and 
I'll give you guys a second to let my computer kind of adjust. You sound like a robot. <laughs> yep, I'll give my computer a second to catch up, hopefully. Does not compute. Does not compute. <laughs> How are we doing so far? Getting better? So I should just be eating cake. That's what you said? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Can you guys hear me and see the screen? Oh. Kelly? Kelly? Hello? Oh, okay, I gotta share my screen first. There we go, one second. All right. Can you guys see the screen that I'm sharing right now? I can hear you now. Okay, sorry about that. I forgot to, I pressed record, but not share. <laughs> All right. So today, and just say something and I'll pause. I tend to talk fast. I'm going to really try to slow it down to let the technology catch up um, and to give you guys time to let it sink in and take notes. So today we're going to go over the benefits of tracking your macros and we're going to break it down into what is a macro um, give you guys some examples of how you track, um, give you guys a link that you'll have access to to go look at how I track as a full example day. Um, often the last meal of the day can be the hardest. And I'll leave you guys with some tips for macro success um, and we'll go over a couple of my favorite macro friendly recipes. As Kelly said, I have been tracking macros for years. I'm currently not tracking, but we'll get to that reason um, later on. So... Let's start with the benefits here. So the biggest benefits, and this is going to address one of the questions, was the sustainability aspect of it. So it's, we first have to understand that when you track macros, it's ultimately a trade-off. You, when you're tracking macros, you're following a plan to an extent. This isn't your golden ticket. It still is going to take... Go? Yes? Hey, can we go? Yep. You're sounding like a robot again. Okay. I'm, I'm wondering if it would be easier to to call into the Zoom, for you to call into the Zoom. Would that like totally mess it up if you called into the, to the, to the Zoom versus using your computer audio? Um, let me check, because I think okay. I'll be able to do that. I'm just trying to see if I can. I think because I'm the one who's starting it. Let me mute myself. Do I talk when I talk, guys? When I talk? No. no. Hello? Can you guys hear me? Emma, I feel like I'm looking at Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys hear me now? Uh, Was that a yes? Because we're all the badasses. Okay. Well, generally speaking, yes. <laughs> all right can you guys hear me well while we're getting set up i mean one of the things i would say if you're not tracking macros yet um 
I held off on it. In fact, uh, my trainer, <clears throat> Kelsey Olson, um, I like refused to do it for the longest time because I was afraid I couldn't keep track. And once she got me kind of converted, um, the freedom I've found with tracking macros versus being given a meal plan has been life-changing um, in that I've learned what foods are do fuel me, but then I get to pick. I make my own meal plan. I'm not the guy who can have different meals every day. I have pretty much the same stuff, but I get to pick my meal plan. And I use that Macros Plus. It's in the top left um, blue box that she's got on the, the PowerPoint. Um, macros has been a game changer for me. I completely Couldn't agree more, Jeff. Can you guys hear me now? I know I used to have a meal plan too. And I, I still remember I was in Denver in my hotel room and I just lost my shit on Josh. Like, I like I can't do this anymore. Like, I <laughs> just give me my macros. And he finally said, fine. <laughs> can you guys hear me now? I think he was slightly scared, but he did it right, and that was that was my turning point. That was what game was a game changer for me to put the power of my food in my own hands, which is also scary because you're you're giving yourself your power to eat whatever you want. Can you guys hear me now? And I think when you've been doing it long enough, you know Hello. that if you if you use the like when I play with the Macros Plus app. If I plug in five pizzas of my favorite deep dish pizza, I'm going to go over some numbers and never have enough. I Well, that's all I'll eat for the day. And, of course, that's not going to work, right? Right. So that learning how to balance things, and then when my macros have been changed from time to time by my trainer, um, learning how to balance those, um, has it's, it's a trick, and I'm not a great detail guy. That's why I've got to set up a macro a generic meal plan that can pretty much do the same thing each day because that works for me and some people love eating different stuff every day as long as they can plug it in meal by meal Especially for post-workout nutrition, like mm -hmm. I, especially because I, I'm, I know I'm going to have my Formula One, Hello. my protein, right. Right. and then and then I vary my ignition, my yeah. my fast-acting carb, um, depending on how much how heavy I'm going to lift or whatever. And then if I already have it accounted for, it kind of lets me mentally let go of it. Hey, can you yes. guys hear me? Agreed. Uh, when my macros get reset, um, I start them on the weekend. And then I set a day that fits my macros. I transfer that to the rest of the week. And then I meal prep for the week hey, based on the macros. I build a meal plan. Hey, That's awesome. Hey, hey, can you guys hear me? Hey, can you guys hear me? 
Sounds like you're in a tin box. Oh, this lovely audio. <laughs> Alright. It's because I'm on two right. kind of things here. It's because I'm on two kind of things here. It won't let me call in. It won't let me call in. Is there a heavy? Oh. Is there a heavy? Heavy. You have an, you now we're here in two. Oh, sweet. Okay. Fuck me. Hang on, I'm really in the middle of something, so please don't engage me. I know, I'm just saying, I'm stressed out. Can you guys hear me? Dial in. Call. Yes. Call. Welcome to Zoom. Enter your meeting ID followed by pound. You entered 72729012399. This meeting ID does not exist. You entered 92. This meeting ID does not exist. Please re-enter your meeting ID followed by pound. Enter your participant ID followed by pound. Otherwise, just press. You are in the meeting now. There are 10 participants in the meeting. Hey, can you guys hear me now? Alright, so Jeff. Hey. Can you guys mute yourself? Can you guys mute yourself? Yep. Alright. We should mute ourselves? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Alright, can you guys still hear me? Alright, can you guys still hear me? Yeah, okay, that sounds perfect. good. Alright, so I turned off the other audio, so let's dive in. Jeff said it exactly the main benefit. This audio is going to drive me up a wall. We can't hear you again. This audio is making me like a crazy person. Oh, now that you know better. Whatever you did before. Okay. So the main benefit to macros is you get to pick your own poison. So okay. it's a trade-off. You still have to track everything that goes into your mouth. So it's a trade-off. You still have to track everything that goes into your mouth. I am. I have to keep the computer on because I have to s share the meeting with you guys. So, let me try to mute my computer or something. What if I just go in the other room here? So I'm not by the computer. Can you guys hear me now? Perfect. Perfect. 
Okay, I'm just, I know this presentation, like the back side of my hand, so I'm just going to have to sit across the room and do the presentation so my audio doesn't interfere. Okay. So, like Jeff was saying, the secret to macros and why it works for the long term is that you get to pick your own poison. You get to decide what foods you want to include in there so you don't have that restrictive feel like you do on a meal plan or a diet plan. If you want to eat cheesecake, you can absolutely do so, but you find very quickly that you might go to bed hungry and that it's just absolutely not worth spending those macros on that small amount of food if you're still hungry. So let's move on. Into what is a macro. And the point is this macro tracking macros is going to get you to where you want to go. And then once you're where you want to be with your body fat, then you use the knowledge that you gained from tracking macros to get you across the finish line and to make healthy choices on your own. So tracking your macros and is an essential part of it, but it's not your forever answer. Don't worry, you're not gonna have to track everything you eat for the rest of your life. It's just until you get to where you wanna go. And then you can transition to the other side. Okay, so what is a macro? People hear about them, and basically it is protein it's what your body needs in large quantities. So your body needs proteins, it needs fats, and it needs carbohydrates, all in large quantities. And how calories are associated with macros is for every one gram of protein, there's four calories. For every one gram of carbohydrates, there's also four calories. And for every one gram of fat, there's actually nine calories. So through addition and simple math, you get your total calorie account. So you can think of it as... Adding up all of your totals throughout the day, calories are still important, but the ratio of these calories are more important. So that's why we want to focus on macros instead of on calories. So I'm going to move to the next slide here, and we're going to see the, why we focus on macros and not on calories. So now that you see on the page here, um, a sample nutrition label where when you actually break it down and calculate the totals, the calories are actually slightly off, but the macros are accurate. So that's why it's important to make sure you're looking at macros and not at your calories. There's also a really big distinction to make when it comes to tracking your macros. Yes? Hey, uh, I think we're still on the prior page. I, I don't know if you advanced the page. There you go. Okay. It just caught up. Okay. Um, they're both kind of relevant for it um, is measuring your macros. This is a huge part of tracking your macros is measuring your food accurately. So you want to make sure that when you're, you understand how to read a nutrition label. The biggest things um, for people to kind of wrap their head around is making sure that we're grabbing the number next to the serving size as that's the number we're going to find on our food scale. Proteins, fats, and carbs don't have anything to do with the number that you're going to be looking for on the weight of the food because all foods weigh different weights. So the important number to find is on the serving size label. That's the number you look for on your food scale. And in that serving size, it contains the amount of proteins, fats, and carbs on the nutrition label. And those numbers get subtracted from your daily totals. Did I lose anyone yet? Well, that makes sense. Okay, perfect. 
I'm moving down onto the next slide here. It'll adjust soon. And this is how do I track? So there's a couple of different ways that you can track your macros. But the easiest way that I have found is by using an application on your mobile device. Because you can take your phone with you everywhere, and you already do. And you don't need... The only complication that comes with this is... Wi-Fi is required to search for different foods, so if you're in an area without service, you will have to go back to the pen and paper method of tracking your foods, and then you'll have to kind of retroactively log your food into your app once you get back to Wi-Fi. So the apps that I use personally are MyFitnessPal which is a free app. Um, it is more calorie-centered than it is macro. Um, and as a team at Renovation Training, we use My Macros Plus. Either app works just fine or use a different one. I know Kelly really likes Fat Secret. Um, and I've also used Chronometer before. So really find any app as long as it, you can easily find the amount of proteins, fats, and carbs and you can easily change your goal for the day. That would be the best app that I would use for that. Can you ask a question? Yes. Uh, regarding Wi-Fi, if you've got My Macros Plus downloaded, and you're so downloaded on your phone, and you're a place in a place where there's no Wi-Fi, the app should still work, and you can use that label scanner, which will then input um, the various macros that are on that label, right? Um, I'm not sure for sure if the label scanner will work um, without Wi-Fi, but if assuming it does, then yes, that would be a great alternative um, or a great way to do that is just scanning the actual foods, which is, again, uh, what I would absolutely recommend um, at first. And it's really important to understand, too, that the it's going to tracking your macros is going to be the most painful the first two weeks because your app doesn't know any of the foods that you eat and it doesn't have any of that database to pull from but once you get all the foods entered into your app that you eat on a regular and consistent basis the same brands that you always eat it gets really really a whole lot faster on the adding in your food app into the app process so get through those first two weeks take your time it's going to be a lot of time upfront planning but the faster you get the more you do it the more you'll get used to how you enter foods into the app and the less problems you'll have, the faster and faster and faster it'll get. At first, it might take you a full two hours to plan out one day of food. And I know that sounds crazy, but this is your ticket to freedom. It is a trade-off. You're trading your time for your freedom to choose your own foods. And it's absolutely worth it. So if you ever give up on hope, on like, why am I even doing this? You're doing this so you know exactly what's going in so you can control the output. If the output is your weight, you want to be able to control the input to be able to manipulate the output. So that's why we track our macros, is to make sure that we can get something consistent into our bodies so we can manipulate that to get us a different output, losing weight. Important things to remember when... Any more questions? What question she typed in, Okay, what was it? Can you read it to me? I can't go by my computer. Question. Yes. 
because if you don't need exactly 25 carbs for fat and two protein, you might want 48 carbs instead. So it's not an even double of the measurement. So you're going to want to enter in what the nutrition label says. And with the apps, you can just adjust your portion size and it will adjust the corresponding macros to get you exactly what you're looking for. And it's also really important to understand, especially for, I'll use the example of protein powder. One scoop of protein powder says it has 28 grams. Well, I want you all to go home tonight and pull out one scoop of protein powder and set it on your food scale. I guarantee you it will not be an even 28 grams. Because the way that it's packed, this is why we measure everything in grams and not in volume. Because foods can be off a ton just on how densely packed it is. So I always, always, always recommend people to measure everything in grams um, or occasionally ounces for meat. It can just be a little bit easier. But grams are consistent and they're across the board and they eliminate any room for error. When I tracked macros, I got really anal with everything and everything was tracked to the gram. And that's because I was eliminating that room for error and clearing my conscience of knowing that I am 110% on track to where I should be. So you leave no room for error because there can be a lot of places where you can add up extra calories just because you're not tracking your ketchup or you know, various sauces or seasonings that have calories in them. So I would recommend use the nutrition label scanner and then weigh out the actual food itself. Did that answer the question? You said that makes sense. Okay. And real quick, um, and, and that's a good point too. Like I have a food scale that you just, uh, it looks like a scale, right? Um, and I do have an electronic one that I need to switch over to because that tracks in grams. The other tracks more in ounces. So I think, to your point, Camille, not all food is created or labeled equally. And so it is very anal. I even travel with the food scale um, just because I'm not anal. But, um, but I, I think I do need to switch to an electronic one. Yes, and I think I encourage people to be as anal with it as you can because then you just have no excuses. There's no reasons for you not to get there. You know everything that's happening along the way that can get there, that can get in your way. Um, so it can just get rid of a lot of that confusion as to what could be causing you to not hit your weight loss goal. Um, and I, if you're going to go out to eat, bring your food scale. If the waitress or someone else in your family or your party that you're with has something to say about it, just kindly say, I have goals that I'm working on. I'm choosing to weigh my food right now. And hopefully they'll buzz off. If not, send them my name and I'll sick, on, sick some people on them. But, yeah, bring your food scale out in public. That is your certainty. Your food scale is your certainty. We all want to feel certain that we are on the right path to our goals. We want to have that belief that we're on the right path. Measure everything out to the T. Bring your food scale wherever you are. Remember, this is not permanent. This is just to get you to where you want to go. So do everything in your power to get you there. You, that food scale is your empowerment tool during this cut process. And I think Camille's really good at this now. Um, but once you get used to measuring and I'm being able to look at your food and know how much, like, how many grams or whatever, how much of the serving size you're eating, it's easier when you go out to eat to kind of mentally track, like, how much, how much you think this is going to be that you have to prolong. And there have been times when I've taken a picture just to test Camille, like, I'll be traveling, and I'll test Camille and I'll send her a picture and be like, 
every time you eat for years on end. You get really good at eyeballing food, which again, that's building up my knowledge that now I use in my daily life. So I know how much rice gives me 45 carbs. I can, I already know what that looks like because I've measured it out hundreds of times before. And so you can use that knowledge later on, like what you're saying, to eyeball your food once you get comfortable with your measurements and you feel confident that you're not lying to yourself one way or the other. Um, so yes, measure at first until you're certain. And then even then, guess, then measure. And that will build your knowledge base of guessing measurements even faster is when you guess then measure uh, according to your guess and see how close you got. I always treated macros as a game, not as a, a torture device, not as an ultimatum. It was fun for me to hit my numbers by the end of the day. It was a game for me to see what foods I could choose to get in there to get closest to my numbers. You can look at it as a miserable thing that you have to do before you eat, or you can look at it as a really fun way to make a game out of your eating, something we all have to do all the time. So make some enjoyment out of it. See how close you can get when you guess your arrangements. Um, hey, can we have one more question? Yep. From Emily again. How does she track her alcohol? Yes. So we are getting to that later on um, in the presentation. And I'll also send you a copy of the presentation. Um, or I'll send it to Kelly and she can email it to everyone. Um, but let me just touch on it briefly here. So if a white claw is 100 calories, you take the total calories of the beverage and you divide it by four, which is the amount of calories in a carbohydrate, and that will give you your carbohydrate equivalent. So one white claw has 25 carb equivalents, and that's how you enter it in as a custom food item. Um, so yes, that is how you track alcohol. It is absolutely possible, and I encourage it. All right, so tracking everything, uh, sauces, bites, licks, taste, those BLTs, they turn into calories. So make sure you're tracking um, your bites, licks, and tastes, and, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's however you get out of it what you put into it. So if you're really intense with it, you'll get really intense results. If you're really lackadaisical, you'll get lackadaisical results. I encourage you to track everything that you eat. Um, it's really important to measure foods in certain ways. So we want to make sure that when we're measuring our meat, that we're measuring it after it's been cooked. And this is to adjust for the difference in the weights of the foods. Um, and there are also certain foods you want to make sure you're weighing when they're raw, like your egg whites, your oatmeal, your pasta. You can always measure those foods out raw before you cook them. Um, another life hack for pasta is... Measure out one serving of dry pasta one time, cook a single serving, and then weigh that cooked, drained version, and then you write that number down so that when you make pasta for your entire family, you know how much cooked noodles that you can weigh out instead of having to boil a separate pan of only your dry noodles because they measure it in dry ounces, not once it's already been cooked. Any questions? That's good knowledge right there because I always get confused on that. Yes, that's the easiest way to do it, especially when thinking about a family. And same for... Um, BRB. Um, and then moving on to something more complicated, um, like soups and stews. This is often a huge question I get for um, people when it comes to tracking their macros. Is like, how do I do a soup? Um, because all the ingredients are mixed in together and you can't like really sit out there and pick out each noodle and weigh all of those separately. 
So what you do, and understand this is a trade-off, so if you're choosing to eat soups and stews, understand it's going to involve a little bit more work, especially just the first time you do it. You don't. No one's forcing you to eat soups or stews. You're choosing it, and it's a trade-off. So if you love soups and stews, then it's absolutely worth it to do the calculations, and it's not that bad, but it does take an extra step. So what you do is you take the entire recipe, you enter in, and you, you can do this two ways. With my fitness pal, um, and I believe my macros plus, there is a recipe option where you can actually enter in the entire full recipe and you enter in how many servings that it makes and you can automatically choose, you know, if you want one serving, 1.2 servings of said recipe. Otherwise, I do often do my recipes by hand. So I will write down all of my um, ingredients on like a different day in my app. And then I will, um, so I have all the ingredients in there that will make the entire meal, and then I'll portion it out into, let's say, five portions. I'll find out what my total calories are, my total macros, and I'll just divide that by five. So then I know what my per-serving meal is. And if the serving calls for six servings, but I only portioned it into five bowls, that's easier for me to wrap my head around than it is for the app to try to figure out what that serving looks like if the bowl I made, I only divvied it up into five instead of six bowls. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay, perfect. Um, next tip is keep an eye on those macros. So before that you eat anything, I recommend go look at what macros you have left for the day. And then you go and enter in what you think you want to eat. And then go check the macros again to see where you're at by the end of the day. Um, or to see where you're at so far before you eat that food so that you can change your food to be a little bit more even. So what I mean is don't just eat carbs and fats until 9 p.m. at night, Kelly. Talking to you. <laughs> My advice for macros is always protein every single time that you eat. Otherwise, you're going to get left with a ton of protein left at the end of the day, and that's just never fun. So eat protein, eat early, eat often with your protein, and then spread your fats and carbs around where you most enjoy them. But make sure you keep an eye on them so you don't eat yourself on a macro island, what I like to call it, is when you're stuck at the end of the day and you have zero fat left you have 60 protein and you have 20 carbs and you're like camille what do i even make with this and i am there to help get you off of macro island because i have spent a long time there in my day um so if you are ever trapped on macro island and genuinely don't have any ideas on what to eat you can always text me or facebook message me um what your macros are left and i've had people text me pictures of their pantries before um, I have had people who are bartenders ask me what they should eat, and I work with a bar back food um, to hit their macros. So my, my depth of knowledge with macros is really extensive, and I'm here to help you guys with that knowledge. So if you are ever in a situation where you're not sure what foods you can eat with the macros you have left for the day, just reach out to me, and I'm more than happy to help you. And not to mention, too, um, um when you eat protein with every meal, you feel full, right? You feel more full. Like protein tends to help fill you up, which also helps keep you rating the, your pantry for like, oh, I need, I'm just hungry right now. I'm just going to have these peanut butter crackers, which is what I tend to do. 
Exactly. So having protein before exactly is going to help fill you up so that you probably won't just lean on those snacky foods to fill in the gaps. Um, so I move forward on the next slide here, and this is our macro cheat sheet. So I just grabbed this off of Flexible Dieting Lifestyle, but basically what this is here for is to help you guys decide what foods to pick when it gets closer and closer to the last meal of the day. The last meal of the day is undoubtedly the most difficult to track for macros because you have to fit it within your parameters. And if you didn't set yourself up for success, it can be a little bit challenging. But think of it as a game. You're manipulating numbers and serving sizes to get you within your, your realm. So this cheat sheet, if you have a ton of protein and carbs left, look at that half of the sheet. If you have a ton of protein and fats left, look at that half of the sheet. Or if you only have fats, Jeff, look at the fat column and start pulling from there or finding ways to introduce those foods into meals throughout the earlier parts of your day. So this is great for the last meal of the day, but it's also good to help you start thinking about ways to introduce those foods earlier on in your day for days to come. So if you're always showing up short on your carbs, look at the carbs list and find a way to put in more carbs at the earlier part of your day so you don't have to drink a Gatorade before you go to bed. So the next slide here, this is going back to tracking your alcohol. Um, so I went through it already with how to calculate your alcohol for a carbohydrate. Um, for you, Jeff, this is going to be more pertinent because you can calculate your alcohol as a fat calorie. And what you would do is just take the total amount of calories again and divide it by 9, the fuel factor for fat, to give you the fat equivalent that it would take from your diet. Now, most of our nutritional plans are fairly low fat, um, with the exception of our keto style. So for most of our clients, I would recommend swapping them out for carbohydrates because most people tend to have more carbs than fats. But if you're like Jeff and you have a lot of carbs to play with, or a lot of fats to play with and you end up coming short on fats, then go ahead and um, drink your calories as fats. Um, I'm going to touch on that a little bit more with drinking your calories. Um, if you are starving, I wouldn't drink a single calorie away. I would only drink coffee and black water or <laughs> black coffee and water. Um, but if you're full, if you're force feeding your food in by the end of the day, then absolutely go ahead and drink your calories. And you can drink your calories in many different ways. It doesn't have to be alcohol. You can drink fruit juice as your carbohydrates. You can drink egg whites as your protein. And you can eat coconut oil as your fats. And those are all very small um, and liquid calories so that it won't fill you up if you are force feeding and make it more enjoyable. So moving on to a little meme that I pull, um, so I think it's really important to reiterate that if it fits your macros is not a cheeseburger, ice cream, pizza diet. This is a mostly chicken and broccoli with a little bit of sweets at the end of the day. 80% of your meals should be clean, should be one ingredient items. Um, you can find your own balance with that. If you want to try 60-40, 60% bullshit food, 40% food, go ahead and try and find what balance works for you. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but you'll, your hunger set point should adjust it automatically for you. Um, the best part about macros is that they start over each day. It's like the best form of money because you never have to save your money. You can't save it. It doesn't roll over. You have to spend everything that day. 
Um, and you get a new allowance every single day. So it's best case scenario. It's fun way to, you know, kind of think about how to spend your macros for that day. Like to me, a scrambled egg. <laughs> wow, we just got a lot of cucumbers from our garden. Like to me, a scrambled egg is not worth the six grams of fat. I would much rather have that fat in the form of bacon. Um, so because I just enjoy bacon more than I enjoy a scrambled egg. But if we're talking runny egg, then it becomes worth it to me. So I would do like a cup of egg whites with one runny egg, and then I would put that runny egg over the top of my other egg whites. So that's a way you can kind of manipulate your numbers to see what va what you value the most. Okay. Are you going to get to? Are you going to? Um, are you going to get to? Um, how different people respond to different macros in different ways? Um, not today, because okay. it's so highly personalized. Um, but that's a good time to talk about. Basically, our body needs protein to repair our muscle tissue um, and to be able to add on muscle to our frame. Our body needs fat to regulate hormone production um, and to keep a and, you know, healthy brain function as well. So we want to make sure we have a minimum amount of at least both of those. And carbohydrates can be thought of as gasoline, fuel for our body. So if you're moving the car a lot, if you're heavily active, more carbohydrates is going to be a better option for you. If you're not moving a ton, if you have limited mobility, then a higher fat diet might be better as opposed to a higher carb diet. Um, when it comes to finding your specific macronutrients, please reach out to Kelly. Um, she can help you, kind of give you a starting point. Um, there are a lot of various applications that you can use that can give you a general start point um, for what your macros should be. And then from there, you can adjust based on how your body is responding. Um, and over trial and error, can kind of hone in on which percentage of calories coming from which macronutrients can complement your body type the best. We also do this where I work at Snap Fitness and Renovation Training. Um, but Kelly would be able to guide you um, for free 99. Yeah. <laughs> and I cannot help you for free 99. Yeah. So reach out. And I think to Jeff's point, like he found out that he is carb sensitive, right? Um, so he has a higher fat diet. I, my body, over, over years of macro tracking and figuring out the end result, I have found out that a high carb plan works really well for my body and it responds to that. So to the point of, I think people are like, oh, just give me, give me, like, oh, I'm going to try the high carb plan or I'm going to try the keto diet or whatever. You really actually have to find what it what works with your body, and literally, it's trial and error. And it's not fast, and you don't want it to be fast. Like you have to get into a meal plan and kind of sit with it for a little bit, and track how you're feeling and how you're feeling, like all of those things. Before you can figure out, like, oh, maybe high carbs is not working for me. So let's drop my carbs and increase my fat a little bit, and then sit in that plan for a while and see how that works. Well, um, do reach out to me if you have any questions or you want to talk about that. 100% oh, okay. it's a slow process, and there is no secret formula, um, and there could be even seasonalities to it as well, depending on the parts of your body might like a higher carb or a higher fat. So, again, just like what Kelly said, it's a trial and error, and it's a slow process, but if you can be as consistent with it as possible, that's where you're going to see the best results and kind of going to be able to gather the best information to be able to make the best decision to alter those macros. All right. Let's, yes, I think you had a question. let's dive into some tips. So, wait, oh, wait, wait, Jeff, did you have a question? 
Go, Jeff. No, I was going to add to what Kelly said. Um, the last two years, I think one of the most important lessons I've learned is fidelity of implementation. You can't go for four weeks or six weeks on a, a set of macros and not really be sticking to it closely and then assess the success or failure of that macro plan. You have to be honest with yourself that you were sticking to it to say whether it worked or whether it didn't. Um, so I think that's one of the things that I had to do is be very, very good at becoming very, very honest with myself in the mirror um, with the guy staring back as to whether or not I was sticking to that plan or whether or not I needed to get my ass to stick to that plan before I assess the efficacy. On and I always tell Camille, like that is amen truth right there. When you're in this journey, you have to be a thousand percent honest with yourself first, and then I have to be honest with Camille with what I'm doing because she can't help me. She can't adjust anything if I'm really giving her half truth. And so then, then usually as a as a as a client. Then you blame your trainer, right? Like, I never blame my trainer because I take responsibility. That's what a lot of people do. They end up blaming their trainer. Like, you're not giving me the right trainer. Well, no, in actuality, we're just not sticking. And then relying to that and expecting different results. So that's my little soapbox moment. And Kelly and Camille, for me, it's Pamela. That's the biggest thing I've learned is that you really have to Stick with it a long time and be patient and consistent to really learn about your body and what you need to do to, to fuel your body or to lose weight. Yep, absolutely. And my advice for kind of getting let down at looking at the future, being like, why aren't my results here yet? Why aren't my results here yet? Just forget about that end goal for a second and just focus on today. That's all you can do is today. If, if you hit your macros for that day to a T and you did your workout or your cardio or whatever else you promised yourself that you would do to get you closer to your goal, then you got a big old win and you should be ecstatically proud as if you are already down to the weight you wanted to be at. You have to have that pride and that energy today or you will never feel it when you get to that low weight point. So pride yourself on the fact that you hit your macros Every single day, give yourself a self high five if you have to, to like reinforce that positive behavior. Don't get down on yourself. You, the macros start over every single day. You have the opportunity every single day to push yourself closer to that goal. And if you hit your macros that day, even if the macros might be not 100% where they need to be, you hit them. So now you have the ability to change them because through consistency, you'll see it. And one thing, too, like, that's, um, um, I know that, that people, like, step on the scale. I used to be this. I used to step on the scale every day. And I would be killing it. And then I step on the scale, and I didn't drop weight, or I went up, right? And so just, you need to settle into the fact that if you are doing all the right things, your weight's going to fluctuate because of the way we hold water or the way you might have killed your workout, so your muscles are sore. So any kind of inflammation water retention um, increases your weight, right? And one thing that I found interesting is water, uh, your muscles are like plants, and they need water to grow, and they love holding on to water. So um, one thing you also have to kind of like wrap your head around, there are also other external facts like sunburn. Sunburn causes inflammation, and you actually can increase the weight um, because you have a sunburn. Right, so it's all this other stuff that you don't really think about um, that can impact your weight. So um, also, 
Exactly. And that's where having a trainer, obviously I'm biased. I am a trainer, but that's when having a trainer becomes really in it. It becomes very important because you don't have to make that decision on if you have to adjust your macros or not. Someone else who's trained in that environment and has seen it happen dozens and dozens and dozens of time has seen those natural weight fluctuations and knows all the things that influence, influence your weight. They can make that decision for you, and all you have to do is just execute the plan. You don't have to think about the strategy of the plan. You can just follow it, which is why I hired a trainer in the first place, was so I could blame someone else for how I looked. I was like, all right, someone else just take responsibility for this, and I, that's what I tell each and every one of my clients. Blame me for how you look as long as you follow the plans. Amen, sister. It's nice having someone just tell you what to do instead of having to make that decision. Um for you you can get decision fatigue that way um and then just get caught in analysis paralysis all right back to some tangible tips for tracking your macros so just because you can fly by the seat of your pants when tracking macros doesn't mean you should i would still highly highly encourage um bulk prepping your food whether you bulk prep and divide your meals out for the day like a regular meal plan um preparation like a sunday meal prep or what I do, what I did on macros was I would bulk prep a couple different protein options, a couple different veggie options, and a couple different carb options. And before I ate that meal, I would measure out how much I needed for that specific meal um, and what I wanted to eat at that time. So I still got the freedom, but the convenience was still there because I had food prepped in advance to make it easier. So, like, I would start at first by figuring out the night before what you're going to eat for the entire ne day the next day. Um, just at first until you get the hang of tracking or you're going to get so fed up and hungry. Don't leave yourself hungry trying to enter in the apps on your phone. You're going to get frustrated and you're going to give up. Do it before you're hungry. So enter it in the night before or in advance before that meal so that you don't have to be flustered while you're entering in your macros. Because we want to try to make this as easy of a process for ourselves so we can stick through it uh, for the long haul. So, and eventually you'll be able to kind of track on the fly. Another tip for measuring um, is measuring out things that come in a jar like peanut butter um, or different sauces. So if you put your food scale, put your jar of peanut butter with the lid off onto your food scale, press the tear, the zero button. Um, and then you can scoop out how many grams of peanut butter and it will say minus how many grams ever you took out and that's an easy way to add it in instead of trying to have to play around with a tablespoon or to try to have to measure the spoon um just do that throw it on the scale zero it out and there you go um the biggest thing with macros is just because you can eat oreos doesn't mean you should as dusty would say don't eat like a swamp donkey eat to fuel your body but understand you have the ability to eat uh, other less nutritionally dense foods so d go ahead and abuse it but it'll it's self-adjusting no one has to tell you anymore not to eat an entire row of oreos because if you do you'll be eating chicken breast for the rest of the day and you won't be happy about it all right and then another two tips if you're looking to lose weight generally speaking you're going to want to choose more voluminous foods so, you know, air fried potatoes are a huge volume food that doesn't have a ton of carbohydrates, so it's going to fill you up with the volume. Same with vegetables. If you're trying to gain weight, put everything into a smoothie and just drink it. Liquid calories are always easier to consume than chewing forever. 
Um, and then these two, these next two slides are what I think is the secret sauce to tracking your macros and making it easy. And these two slides are called need more and too much. So the need more slide is really easy ways to add in more fats, more carbs, or more protein into your diet without really throwing off your other numbers too much. Um, so as you can see, my holy grail for protein, and this is the one that I think most people struggle with, um, with the exception of you, Jeff, you're the unicorn, um, is getting enough protein in throughout the day. And my two easiest ways to do that would be egg whites, um, because they're pure protein, they don't have um, very much fat and there's no carbs in them. And so you can actually drink the egg whites that are out of the carton because they're double pasteurized, so they're safe to drink. So I would either just drink it straight out of the carton before I would go would, before on my way, just to make it a quick thing. Or if you're hungry, you can cook them up. Just cook up regular scrambled egg whites. Eat it with some reduced sugar ketchup. That's fine. Or just salt and pepper. That's good too. Um, or what I like to do with my egg whites is also pour them over my cereal um, and then top it with a splash of almond milk. And so the egg is just like cereal milk. What was that, Jeff? Hey, Camille. Yep. There you go. My back? This line just showed up, Camille. Oh, okay. Um, and like I said, you guys will get this information sent to you as well. Um, but so these are different ways for, to be able to add proteins, carbs, and fats to your nutrition without affecting your other numbers a ton. So if you're constantly showing up short on a certain macro, refer to this slide. If you're constantly going over, let's jump into the next slide. Hey Camille, is there like I when um like sometimes if I do my protein shake, I'll add egg whites in. Yes. Is there like quote unquote a way to get too much of a of a macro in one sitting to the point where your body can't absorb it? Um, to the point of absorption, not for sure. But generally speaking, you're not gonna want to try to have more than fifty grams of protein, thirty okay. grams of fat. Or uh, carbs are kind of different because they're going to be different for everybody. But no more than 50 grams of protein um, just because the, you're not going to be able to, like you said, use it all. It's going to be a lot for your body to digest. And it's going to put you in an uncomfortable place if you're waiting to cram in 1,200 calories in one sitting coming from whole food. So I would recommend no more than 50 grams of protein, no more than 30 grams of fat um, at one time. But you can go ahead and eat an hour later and do it again. Okay, um, that's, that's, higher, that's higher than what I thought. I didn't think the protein was that high. So yeah. That's good to know. Just because if, you have, if you're a male who's trying to get protein and you have 216 grams of protein throughout the day, but if you only eat four times, like you're going to have to eat a good amount of protein at one time. So if you only have 100 grams of protein for the day, would I recommend eating all 100 or all 50 in one sitting? No. I would just do your best to try to take your total calorie or take your total protein and divide it out at about how many times you eat per day to evenly distribute your protein for mostly digestive reasons. Got it. So that would be what I would recommend. And then it's just more palatable that way. But a protein shake with a cup of egg whites and a protein powder, that's an awesome way to get a ton of protein in um, either right at the end of the day or start your day off with that too that can help with hunger. Um, so hopefully this slide has changed soon or will change yeah. for you soon to too much. Um, again, this is one of the most valuable slides to me personally. 
And this is if you're constantly running over on specific macros, here's ways to look at your other foods throughout the day that might be contributing to those fats. So if you're having three eggs for breakfast and you're just at the end of the day saying, gosh, how did I run out of fats so quick? Well, you had 18 fats for breakfast, so you didn't exactly set yourself off for success. So looking at places where there's extra fats in there or choosing chicken instead of beef um, for the fat content if you're going over on your fats um, and different tips that are kind of laid out on here. If you're having too much carbs, you know, are you drinking your calories away? Are you eating too big of portion sizes? That's another thing, too. If you're under by 30 grams of protein by the end of the day, instead of eating an entire portion of protein again, try expanding your portion size of protein earlier in the day. So if you're used to eating 150 grams of chicken at a time, bump it up to 175 or 180. And so you won't have to have that amount of protein left at the end of the day. You just make each portion size just a little bit bigger so that you can kind of hone in on your macros and what proportions work best for you. All right. Um, moving on to left with odd macros. These are some, obviously, if you guys know me, um, you know that I'm a huge foodie. I've created my own air fryer cookbook. Um, and just am a foodie in general and have found a lot of macro recipes over the years that have worked best for me to be able to hit my macros at the end of the day. I call these macro cap meals, um, and so you can get within your exact proportions of your ratios by the end of the day. So here's a couple um, recipes that I love and use um, to that really they work no matter what proportion of your ingredients that you have. So you don't have to use just one scoop of protein. You can use a half, or you can use one and a half, and it's still going to taste the same. And you don't have to use one tablespoon of peanut butter. You can use half, or you can use two, and it's going to taste the same. You can use 10 grams of chocolate chips, or you can use 25 grams of chocolate chips, and it's going to be about the same. So these are different recipes um, that I have used a lot. It's They're mostly more sweet uh, ways to kind of end my, my meals on a dessert. Um, but they're also protein-packed, usually because that's how much protein I have left for the end of the day. The protein mug cake is really my absolute favorite way to end um, every day, especially with the lots of different first-form flavors that they have for protein. So I would definitely recommend, if you haven't got into protein mug cakes, check it out, give it a try, let me know what you think. All right, and what other questions do we have? And I think that slide is still waiting to progress, Heather. It'll, it'll come up. Yeah. Otherwise, um, like I said, I'll be sending them. Uh, I'll post, I'll find a way to link all of the slides to you guys as well so you have this information um, to use. And I have a nice cheat sheet that I made that I use to help pick out what macros or what foods I want to eat based on what macros that I have left. But what other questions did you guys have um, in reference to tracking macros? Was this helpful? Are you guys left with more questions? No, nice job, Camille. Yeah, good job, Camille. Yeah, you know, Camille, this really helped me out because there's a couple of things I need to
to keep tracking. If you fell off today, then come back on tomorrow. They start over every single day. You can. Someone's got their their music. One thing too uh, that I think is very important is forgiveness in yourself. And one thing that Camille has really helped me with, you know, because um, I'm a perfectionist by heart. So, um, and I, I tend to be like, oh, I've already messed up my day, so screw it. I'm just going to eat whatever, whatever, right? And then one thing that Camille is very good about is saying, you know what? What you, what's done is done. You can't undo what you did. So you can change what you do today going forward. So I think fundamentally, and again, this is why it helps having a trainer, um, you need to give yourself grace on a daily basis because to Camille's point, every day is a reset day. To be like, okay, how am I going to win this day? How am I going to attack this day? Um, and so you have to give, you have to also work on giving yourself grace. And, and to oh. Kelly's point, and what I did with Kelly when she was in a phase where she did not want to hit her macros, I said, that's fine. But you need to track your macros, put everything into your app that what you're consuming so that you can make the decision to how you're feeling. Because if you know what's going in and you don't like the result that's coming out, well, now you can draw that connection and make sure not to let what's going in continue to happen. So you get to choose it as long as you know, and it brings the awareness to your food as well, too. So I, I say that 3,000 calories tracked is better than 5,400 calories untracked. I think the knowledge component is so important. Even if you didn't hit your macros for that day already, like if you're already over by your fats and it's only 6 p.m., track your food for the rest of the day. You will get information based on how you feel. Maybe you felt really bloated. Maybe you felt really tired maybe you felt great but you have to track that information to be able to gather all parts of what you need to be able to make a choice in the end you can't just not track anything no one's going to be able to help you if they don't know what what went in if i don't know if you're eating 5,000 calories or if you only ate 3,000 what i do as a trainer is going to be a whole lot different depending on how far you went off the plan Right. And I think sometimes too, like I went to a wedding and Camille's like, because I was like, I, I planned. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to track. I'm going to eat whatever I want. And Camille's like, just, I don't care what you eat. You can eat everything you want. Just track it. And I ended up actually eating less than I thought that I would, mm-hmm. which was um, just because when I knew I was going to track it. So that actually impacted how many pieces of cake I wanted to grab. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but then ultimately, it, you know, literally letting go of the fact that, like, oh, I'm going to be okay with just going off the rails, um, was, that I still tracked it, there was some kind of freedom in, in, in a delicious freedom in that. Yes, and I cannot iterate enough how, don't get scared or panicked that this is something you're going to have to do for the rest of your life. This is something that's going to get you to where you want to go. And then from there, we'll have another conference call on how to teach you how to eat like a normal person again. But until then, we're going to eat like macro trackers and we're going to track everything we eat and it's going to make us a little bit crazy, but it's going to give us the reward of knowing we are 110% on track to get 
to be the best version of ourselves to get wherever it is that we want to go. But until you have well, consistency, I think it'll, you can't. It becomes habit, though, tracking, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> yeah, and let me tell you, after you track for so long, you won't be able to untrack. And someone hands you, even when you get to the point where you're not, if you're not tracking everything you eat, when someone hands you a piece of chocolate cake, you're going to be Rain Man over there trying to calculate the macros for it. I promise you, it just happens. And it's fine. Don't get scared of it. Just lean into it, like I said. Make it a game. Make it a fun, lighthearted experience. Have fun with it. See how much bad food you can get away with if you want to. Choose to eat healthier foods and see how you feel on that. Make it an experiment. With the only two rules is put it into your app before it goes into your mouth. That way you'll never go over. And come within your numbers by within five grams of every day. Outside of that, do whatever you want. I don't care if you want to eat all your food at three in the morning. Go ahead. Be my guest. If you want to eat two enormous meals, be my guest. You're going to be uncomfortable. But do whatever it is that makes you happy, whatever it is that works with your schedule and with your lifestyle, with your taste preferences. That's what I just keep telling people, that lack of the consistency. It's your ticket to freedom. Just keep keep punching the clock day in, day out. Keep tracking, keep tracking, and eventually you'll you'll be where you want to be. Thank you, ma'am. This was great. Good. I'm so glad it was helpful, everybody. Let's see. Hey, Camille, there's one more question. Yes. How does intermittent fasting work with macro tracking? If you're not hungry until 2 p.m., then don't eat until 2 p.m. Would I withhold your calories until a certain time and then start eating? I would not because that can lead to binge eating, which is also not healthy. Even if you're tracking your macros, binge eating in any form um, is not healthy. So if you aren't don't get hungry until noon, though, technically that's intermittent fasting if you're waiting until a certain time to be able to eat your food. But you can get all your macros in in however long it takes you to chew your food. So if you, but understand too, if you get up at 4 or 5 in the morning and you're up until 10, 12 at night, your meals are going to have to be smaller or you're going to be pretty hungry throughout the day. But if you wake up at 10 a.m. and you're in bed by 9 p.m., you don't have a ton of time to eat that food, then maybe start eating early and eat often. But if you're up for a really long day, don't force that food down the first time, first moment you wake up, unless you need to for a workout or something. You know, wait until your natural hunger can kick in. There is a way to use macros to tune into your natural body's cravings. What I would do is I used to pack the entire amount of food for my day when I was at work into one giant tub, and I would have all my proteins, fats, and carbs. And for that meal, Sometimes I would pick really heavy carb meals if I was feeling like I wanted carbs, or I would start my day with a ton of fats, and that would help curb my hunger. All I had to do was eat the entire bowl by the time I was done with work, but I didn't have to put it into 100 grams of each at each serving. I just ate whenever I was hungry at whatever time. Um, I think the biggest problem for me was when I was on a meal plan, my body was getting hungry like clockwork. 
it was getting hungry every two hours on the hour because I was conditioning myself to eat every two hours. Whereas when I'm on macros, I have the entire day to eat my food. I can eat whenever it's most convenient to me or whenever I'm the most hungry. So I use that those parameters and kind of learn to listen to my body throughout the day to be able, as long as I hit my numbers by the end of the day, it didn't matter. So I would eat more fats at the beginning of the day and I would eat more carbs before and after my workout and then before bed. Um, so that's what I did to kind of use macros, but flex, make it flexible to your lifestyle. So eat whenever you're hungry, but if you're not eating until noon and then, but you're not hitting your numbers by the end of the day, well then maybe you do need to get up earlier and eat your food earlier and vice versa. Does that so if you're intentionally, if you're intentionally fasting, like sometimes people intentionally, like they will go and they'll still be hungry, right? Yeah. Do you still hit the same macros in the day or do you have to adjust your macros because you're fasting? Does that make sense? Uh, I would still hit your macros by the end of the day regardless. Um, we don't do a whole lot of fasting, um, planned fasting, uh, like withholding. I don't think that, I guess... I haven't done enough research on it specifically, and it depends on, like, why you're doing it. If you're trying to, like, do intermittent fasting to lose weight, you're probably missing the target. If you're doing intermittent fasting for digestive reasons, then that's a whole different discussion that we can have. Does that make sense? So, I guess I would ask why you were trying to do intermittent fasting. Are you doing it because you're not hungry, or are you doing it for weight loss? Because if you're looking for it for weight loss, I think there are tons of other ways that you can lose weight without starving yourself until a certain time because i think the risk of binge eating increases if you wait longer before you eat food okay it sounds like it's digestive so that's a different talk track yeah then yeah if you're doing intermittent fasting for a digestive reason that's a whole different ball game okay that could be a side conversation yeah that, that yeah it just goes a little bit deeper there's a lot of different reasons for it and everyone would be ready for it at a different place i would say and with the, it depends on the relationship with food as well <laughs> and what their motive was for doing it because it can be done in a healthy way and that is actually very beneficial to the body and the digestive tract and the enzymes and energy levels but yeah different different episode <laughs> exactly all right thank you camille this is awesome. And, and well, um, if you guys, did you guys find this, I assume everybody found this beneficial. So I'll work with Camille. If you guys want to shoot some topics, um, then we can do future more Zoom calls. Obviously, Camille's wealth of information. And then um, I was also thinking about, you know, part of, part of a weight loss journey or fitness journey or whatever is really the support group. And, like, if you think about weight loss, there's the reason weight loss is so successful. When you're accountable to step on that scale on a weekly basis, right, to the music on a weekly basis and sit in those meetings, if you've ever been in Weight Watchers, and get the, the energy and the support from other people on the same path. So one of the things I was thinking of is, you know, maybe to do bi-weekly Zoom calls for just whoever needs to call in and, like, we talk about what have our struggles been or who's, you know, because um, everybody struggles with the same things at different points along the way. Mm -hmm. And so um, as a community... We just have to be there for each other. And I believe that everybody's probably in all different kinds of Facebook groups and all different kinds of groups. But I think, I, in my personal opinion, you can never have too much support in this journey or this process. So that 
was one of the things, too, I was thinking of, like, we could just have a standing bi-weekly Zoom call, and if you can make it and call in, like, then that would be great. Yeah, you guys think that would be valuable? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope everybody has a killer Sunday. Did somebody have something to say? Nope, go ahead. Nope, nope. I just hope everybody has a killer Sunday and that you set yourself up for success for a great week. Thanks, Kelly. You too, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Just wait.